0: Once you are self-aware, you must make a change. Welcome to The Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Millionaire Woman show where we're talking about leadership, life, and business so that you can live your life rich from the inside out. Today's special guest I got to meet at Steve Ulcher's New Media Summit. Mary Goulet has been in media since 2002. She's a radio host for the Mary Goulet Show and co-host of Steve Ulster's Reinvention Radio. Mary has appeared on Dr. Phil, Montel, CBS Early Show, Fox National News, and over 50 morning shows across the country. Mary is an award-winning author, Mom's Town Guide to Get It All, Hyperion, and It's All About You, Live the Life You Crave, Simon & Schuster Free Press, and Go with your gut, how to make decisions you can trust. And I was so excited um, that you gave this book to me, Mary, when I was at the New Media Summit. And I read it and devoured it on my way home on the airplane. And as I was commenting, I write, wow, pages. I take notes of things that really stand out to me. So I'm really excited to have this opportunity to interview you terrific thank you for that wonderful introduction you're welcome well your your book starts off with the quote nobody can give you wiser advice than yourself so I wanted to start off with how did you come up with this decision making process okay so back in the late 90s I was a holistic health practitioner
1: and I started coaching people and for a while, I was like, people are saying the same things over and over. So I started taping their sessions. I'm dating myself, cassette tapes. So I, one of the biggest things I heard was, I'm so confused. I don't know if I should stay in my job, leave my job, my relationship, whatever it might be going on in their life. And so it wasn't like I was the smartest girl in the room. I just kept hearing people saying same things and then I would spit out certain answers and that's what made the book. So confusion is delicious because confusion is if you know, if you are confused, you know what to do, you just don't like the answer. Mm. So I, it all came about because I was coaching people and the sessions I would transcribe them and it became chapters of the book.
0: Wow. Yeah. You're a writer. Going through it, I was like, I could catch myself in moments. And that's why you say, you know, how how common it is Mm -hmm. that we hit periods of confusion. We question um, on page four. (laughs) Once self-doubt starts, we can't possibly trust our own judgment.
1: So self-doubt is the genesis of fear. The moment we start to doubt our true knowingness, fear creeps in right then. And it will, we are trained to let fear override our gut instinct. So once you're in a fear-based place, just acknowledge it. Okay, I'm already in a fear-based place. I'm not going to make a good decision. Maybe in the short run, it looks good. But there are consequences and regret for every fear-based decision. Mm. It's just basic.
0: Yeah. And often, I I know we were having this conversation earlier, that when people are in fear, anger Mm -hmm. also comes. And I was listening to uh, this challenge that I'm a part of right now. And they were talking about how anger um, ends up being part of someone's unmet need. So if we see them angry, what is it that they're missing? and right. the fear and and the unmet need what what is your take on that
1: okay so <clears throat> let me explain briefly that we make decisions from three places our ego which is fear based our emotions which it's the third one but our gut should be the number one which is courage based so what is our ego's job to keep us safe To make sure we think things through and we cover all the dots and cross all the t's that's just pure fear-based we'll do anything to make sure that we feel in control when we're really not Mm -hmm. so i like to tell people if you're asking a lot of questions if you're justifying rationalizing kind of manipulating people circumstances because you have an agenda. Egos have an agenda and there's an emotional uh, attachment to a particular outcome. I want this to happen. We don't trust the process. The ego does not trust the process. So whenever we feel that bodily sensation of anxiety starting to rise, you're getting a little like, I don't like this, I don't like where it's going, you're totally engaged in your ego and our ego is best used when we know we're going with our gut and then the ego gets to have fun and say you know what we could do this too or we could add this detail so the ego has a job it's just not supposed to be the leader it's supposed to be the follower
0: so what happens you know we talk about heart and head Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) reverse order here so when people say you know drop out of your head and into your heart no yeah I I wanted you to touch on that because I I know it said when you say that they're together it's not always a good thing (laughs) right so I gave you the explanation of the personality of our ego our
1: mind is to keep us safe it's fear-based asks a lot of questions and all that our emotions our heart go up and down 20 times a day so i use the jeans analogy i have my to-do list for the next day made the night before i get up in the morning grab a cup of coffee jump in the shower i'm like okay i've got this to go i'm really excited i had enough rest i go to put my jeans on and they're too tight what where does my mood go when i was humming up here i put my jeans on now my languaging to myself Mm -hmm. my ego's gonna join in. Oh man, I ate too much. I know I haven't been exercising all week. I should do this. Why don't I go to the gym now? What am I going to do? So if we're going to base our decisions on what our emotions say, can you imagine what your roller coaster is doing? That's why I use the red convertible analogy. Your gut says, I'm going to take you where I know is the best place for you to go. And the ego says, It's a little red convertible, tops down. Ego says, I'm driving, because the ego needs a task. Mm. The ego has to be thinking it's in charge. And the gut says, fine, you can drive. And the heart is like, we're going on a road trip? I want country music, wind blowing in my hair. And the, the gut is saying, okay, here are the rules. You only turn when I tell you to turn. You stop when I tell you to stop. And we'll get there. So then, of course, the ego has to learn how to trust our gut. So it's going to say, oh, shouldn't we take that turn? The gut's going to say, no, keep going. And then after a while, when we really take it down to a minute level of listening to our gut, you'd be amazed at how so many little signs throughout the day. Because we like to control. I'm going to go to the grocery store, then the post office, then I'm going to go to the bank. Because it's all right turns. And the gut saying, you know, go to the bank first. And then the ego's like, I'm in charge. You know. <laughs> so we just have to get used to trusting our gut instinct because it speaks, this is the juicy part, in five words or less, as a statement, not a question. It's a statement.
0: And is it a quiet type voice or that inner knowing it's what doesn't work? Yeah, it's the total inner knowing. It's
1: the first thing that will speak. Mm So you got to play with it. Play with it like when you're going to your car and you think you have your plan, and I'm going to turn right, 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 right. And something tells you, because something tells you comes out of our mouths all the time. Something tells me, hmm. You know, like someone asks you to go to dinner. Oh, that sounds great. Wonderful to connect in the heart region. Makes logical sense to go to dinner. But something tells you, hmm, stay home. We get that all the time. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, your friend is not going to challenge you. This is a very interesting, unspoken phenomenon that when we say, something tells me, People kind of um, subconsciously take that as a truth because yeah.
0: it is. Have you had that experience? Well, now you got me thinking because just that phrase alone that something tells me, mm-hmm. um, I know I've delayed leaving the house mm-hmm. to go on a trip and then to find out that there has been an accident on that road that I was supposed to go on. Um, yeah, that or you miss an appointment, but you've you know you've let them know that you're missing it. And some there was a reason you missed it. You had to be somewhere else. So those are the kind of things that have happened to me. But now I think I'm really gonna play, pay a lot more attention to what my gut tells me, because there's times that I find that I can really get caught up in my own head. And I'm sure many of our listeners and viewers um, go through the same thing. I, I describe it as, I've gone to yoga three times in my life and each time a little bit better. However, it feels like I'm trapped <laughs> and I, I could just feel myself and anxiety actually rising instead of wanting to relax because my mind is going all the time and I would rather do a triathlon than sit in a yoga class. Yeah, I get that. Right. Cause My body needs to be matching in my head. My body and mind have to be matching the the movement. And yoga just is so slow for me. And it doesn't get my head to slow down that fast.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, and you're probably a type A personality that likes to accomplish a lot.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So I think it might be chapter one or two that says, don't believe everything you think. Mm -hmm. because we think we're super smart, and we know exactly what to do to get where we think we want to be, and how many people conjure up in their mind, I want to do this in life, and then realize it wasn't all that you thought it would be. I had a neighbor who went to law school, became an attorney, and in his mid-30s, he was miserable, but he thought I'll become an attorney, I'll make a lot of money, I'll be really smart in the courtroom, but it didn't match his soul's will. So every month he would go to the emergency room in the middle of the night to get a shot for a migraine. Mm -hmm. And migraines come from liver and liver equals anger. Right back to your, see? So Mm -hmm. if we, I really think you gotta have a someday vision. And however you want to do that, if it's going to be cutting things out of a magazine, and a vision board, if it's going to be writing it out, I see myself someday. Because that will help align, bring more of a voice to your gut. Because otherwise your ego's running around every day trying to, is it this? Oh, it, that looks like it might be it, right? And probably in my career, I used to want to be a professional singer, but I didn't like working at night. And it wasn't my passion. But that passion for being that got me in front of a radio mic. And I always knew I'd be a writer. So we do have, our gut gives us a knowingness about our future, our present in this moment. And it will give you stupid, stupid guidance. Like there was something in my laundry room. I'm like, oh, I got to take that up. It said, leave it. So I left it. I went back and it was there at the moment I needed it because I didn't take it. Because my head said, clean that up and put it in its proper place. Do you get what I, that silly yeah. subtle. And everybody knows about, oh, I thought of someone and they called me. Well, your soul and their soul are connected. Now, if you sat there and went, Mary, 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 and expect me to call. That's not going to work. Yeah. You just have this, it, it's got to be that bodily sensation almost, you know, that you've experienced now just enhance the amount of times you experienced it. Mm-hmm.
0: So why is confusion like being in that state of confusion? Cause I know whether it be a relationship, whether it be in business or just a decision about vacation, Mm -hmm. You could be, you know, hemming and hawing, weighing pros and cons. Yet that confusion feels like this state that could go on forever when you're in it. Why is it a good thing to have some confusion?
1: Okay, so fundamentally, confusion is a good thing because it proves that the gut told you what to do or not to do You just don't like the answer. So we stall waiting, hoping circumstances will change or we can manipulate circumstances to change. And also confusion, we hide behind it because maybe it's going to take some courage to end the relationship. But here's the glorious piece that I remind people. There are three things. The gut's going to tell you what to do, what not to do, so do or don't and then delay i had a friend i won't mention his name because you probably know him i did a presentation at one of his events and i mentioned the confusion mm-hmm. and i mentioned the do and the don't and the delay he walked up to me after the presentation goes oh my gosh my marriage is over i know it that was in august february was when he He took all that time to gracefully work with his wife to not make it harsh, abrupt. Just because we know what to do doesn't mean we have to act on it. And I think that's the fear of confusion. Is like, okay, if I admit that I hate my job, that doesn't mean you go in and quit the next day. You just acknowledge it and let the grace of your gut guidance, your knowingness, say, oh, I'm going to tell so-and-so that I'm looking for new work. And... The universe will answer you hmm. but if we're like i'm not going to admit it if we and i'm just confused i'm not going to admit it but the relief of saying this relationship is not going to go for the long run but i'm going to play it out for a little while but just this power in that versus I'm so confused about my relationship. And then anger and resentment builds up
0: because you don't want to admit the truth. Right. That, that admitting the truth, I think, like that inner knowing that something has not, has ran its course, can be very difficult, I think, for people because there's a sense of loss, a sense of grief, I guess, of what you envision something to be. And maybe some cultural or even religious values might come in there and I can see how people would really have that internal struggle. And I think that internal struggles, um, a head and a heart thing that oh, may be sure. hard for them to drop into the gut.
1: Yeah, for sure. And our gut is pure courage, but we're not, we're trained to be careful. Uh, we're trained by societal norms. All of that is fine, but our gut is not walking us into a brick wall. Our gut is truly for our highest and best potential, because I believe we are here. Everyone has a mission. That mission is fueled by is has a purpose, fueled by passion, and executed through service to others. That's why we, everything that we do in this world to sustain ourselves is for the service of others, even if we don't call it that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So has there ever been a time when you didn't follow your gut? Oh yeah. About
1: five weeks ago. Totally. Because, and it's so silly. I guess the gift for me having this work, I knew I I told my gut, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to go ahead and do this. Yeah. And my ego's like, oh, brother, my ego and my heart are like, oh, boy, because I know this works so well. But I walked right into a listing for selling someone's home Mm -hmm. and red flag after red flag after my gut was just like, woo, woo, you do not want to do this. And five weeks later, I had to fire the client. I brought it on myself. I take full responsibility because I went against my gut.
0: See, and I think people do that in business too, especially when they're starting out, that they want to work with everyone versus thinking, maybe I should sift through this list or maybe I should have some interviews to do a meet and greet and see if they're the right fit. Yeah. And I think
1: because we feel if we don't take what's in front of us, we don't trust that something else will come forward. Mm. And I wasted five weeks of time, money, and energy on that listing, and when I severed that relationship, all my creativity and inspiration came back. So if we don't live in a natural flow of inspiration, motivation, creativity, I mean, we have to do our boring tasks, of course, but there's a certain energy around ourselves. Like we feel optimistic, we feel hopeful, we feel capable. And if those are squashed, we're definitely not going down the right path and should take a look at it. And not every end of something has to be ugly. It can be, there have been
0: elegant endings. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, what happens is that people have, their imagination goes wild. They go to the worst case scenario often. Yeah. Um, and think about what their, what their loss is. And, and then there's that sense of control and the ego wants to take the lead, right? I'm assuming. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, the ego has been trained since we were very small to mm-hmm. take care of us, to make sure we're safe emotionally psychologically physically mentally safe when it is just a crapshoot up there
0: we're just ping pong ping pong and making a mess yeah i know some uh, when you talk about when the gut speaks it's in statements and it's in five words or less and and that fascinates me It's short it's to the point it's saying leave it or do this um it will sound like a command and, and examples that you gave is like, don't marry him or mm-hmm. cancel those plans. Look for the new job. And the gut doesn't give you a reason why to do. And, I, and this is the part I like it. The gut's not looking for rationale where our, where our head is looking for rationale. Right. right. We're looking to justify. We want to find out the reasons why this happens. And I think that's where the blame, blame game comes in is when we go into our head.
1: Yeah. So if we can keep in mind, hmm, uh, if we pay attention to the statement, the command of five words or less, and we trust that we're not going into a burning building because of it, we're not going into a brick wall, the gut is saying, I can only give you one command at a time because you don't trust me. But if we had our someday vision outlined, and then the gut's giving you a statement to do something or not to do something you have more trust because now your ego is aligned with your guts vision for your life does that make sense mm-hmm. so trusting I always say follow the breadcrumbs the guts gonna give you a breadcrumb call so-and-so um, send an email do something and For the longest time, I was afraid to send an email to invite someone onto my shows. But once I did it, and the gut would not
0: let me go, we kept saying, book them, email and book them. That's really interesting, because the other day I was working on some things in my business and I was just looking at, you know, because I time block and I put things in my calendar to ensure that I get things done. And I was looking at the to-do list and I'm like, Deb, you really should delegate that. And that person's name came into my head and I'm like, well, why don't you see if she can do it? You know, and I messaged her and she's like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. And then the next thing I looked at something else and it's like, you, you could do this yourself. It'd probably take you a few minutes, but it's like, nope, all I heard was delegate it. So yeah, it's fascinating where you have that, like that person's name. Um, I'm thinking about the charity uh, things that I do with shoeboxes when I first wanted to carry through this vision a bucket list item that I wanted to give shoeboxes to Ukraine and I wasn't traveling to Ukraine and then it hit me I could do it in my own backyard I was like so who could help me with a pancake breakfast and then I saw a flash of a logo and it was gone and I'm like nobody's gonna believe I saw that that but it was their logo and I was like that's it I'm gonna call them." and you know our friend Frank has helped support the charity for like you know 11 years with helping with pancakes and it was all because I saw the flash of the logo right and I trusted and I listened to that
1: yeah so that was not your ego who can I find who can I find yeah you just kind of put it out there with your willingness aligned with your someday vision. Yeah. You saw Yeah. Now we live in that space. It's amazing when you just trust what the gut is saying, turn right now. Why would I do that? Mm -hmm. Right? The ego's it. So that doesn't make any sense. But then you bump into someone you hadn't seen in a while. We just have to let our energy from our beings release a little bit so that we can connect with whom we're supposed to connect with be in the right place at the right time. And then everybody calls us lucky.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's our gut. So Mary, what would you tell someone who is facing a challenge right now, maybe a little bit confused, you know, understanding, you know, the head, the heart, and the gut, knowing that the ego and the emotions and really trusting that intuition. Is it that they need to meditate and pray? Is it that they need to sit and journal? What would you recommend for them to get into the practice of learning how to go with their gut?
1: Okay. So if someone is in a space of confusion and laced with fear Telling them to sit and meditate is not going to help. They won't have the patience for it. So I'd rather give an activity. Now, if you want to pray, like for me, I would, i pray the rosary. Hail Marys, Hail Marys, just over and over. But that makes, it's more active than me just sitting there trying not to see the words going past my brain, you know, 40 times. I love journaling. I love the morning pages, Julia Cameron's morning pages. From the Artist's Way book, basically, you get three pieces of paper, and you just write out everything you're thinking, everything you're afraid of. Um, we're afraid of outcomes that we don't know. Mm-hmm. We're afraid that if we trust our gut, we're not going to be happy. But the only way to be truly happy is to trust your gut. There's that irony in it. Yeah, but we're so programmed. And here's the beautiful thing, when we go with our gut, our emotions are steady, we're good, we feel happy, we feel optimistic, we know, all right, this is okay. And our ego says, gets trained to trust the gut, because we still give it a job. So when I canceled that listing, that meant I had no potential for that money. But I trust my gut enough to know something will come from it Mm -hmm. and my ego doesn't freak out as much. I'm more now in the space of, it's going to be okay because everything ends up to be okay. We always are given our needs, our primal needs, food, shelter, love. We We get those. Sometimes they're not all evenly distributed, but overall we're okay. There's an equilibrium that I believe God wants us to have in our lives. Mm-hmm. And the only way we ever, so one of my podcasts, I put it, or I, we don't, let me see, how do I say that? We don't have a soul. Oh, we don't have a soul. We are a soul. Mm. That's how we connect with people is soul to soul. Yeah. That's the biggest part of who we are. So if we can accept that and say, well, what does my soul have in store for me? What is my mission? What is its purpose? What is the purpose of my mission? My radio show purpose is to inspire and motivate. The purpose of my book, trust yourself more than you trust anyone else. Yeah. And it gives me passion to do my radio shows and write my books and speak to people about it. So what am I doing? I'm in service to others.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and that's when we feel best
0: yeah and I think along the way you know I was reading Tim Grahl's book about running down a dream Mm -hmm. and in his book he's like you know I was working with top people and having successes but why was I not feeling the success that I was having and and it really struck me because you know, he said, I did this self reflection, I had to get to the bottom of it. And he goes, I realized I started picking up other people's assumptions. Hmm. If they would say that I wouldn't be successful at something, I would internalize it. Or if they would make a comment or a criticism, I would internalize it. So, you know, I'll keep going because I'm not there yet. Right. And I, I found it fascinating. That you know, we could have all this success outwardly, and still not feel and we and we see this, you know, when we have people who are very wealthy, but miserable, but why wouldn't you want to be wealthy and happy? Right? And I would love to get your take on this with, you know, the head, heart and gut, with people's interpretation of their success or that not enough feeling.
1: So most of us have experienced being successful, doing something that ultimately did not feed ourselves, feed our soul, that fulfillment and satisfaction. Mm -hmm. I worked on wall street for nine years. I knew I wasn't going to stay doing that, but I was very successful. It was a great learning curve. Um, It was fantastic, but it did not feed my soul at all. Once I started looking at things from who am I, what do I want to, how do I want to feel during my day? So when people are looking to do a job, I'm like, you can't think up how you're going to feel. You have to say on Monday morning or Sunday night, I want to feel Enthusiastic about the next day and what I get to do, what I've created my life to be able to do. I don't want to get up at four in the morning or I don't want to be in the commute at 9 a.m. I want to feel free. When we admit how we want our day to feel, and that means Monday through Sunday. I remember a long time ago when I was still working on Wall Street, I had mutual friends with Cheryl Crow. She invited me to the Whiskey-A-Go-Go on a Sunday night and her show would start at 11. I'm like, Cheryl, I have to work tomorrow and be at my desk at 5 a.m. She goes, oh, that's too bad. Every day is Saturday for me. Yeah. Is every day Saturday for you? Mm -hmm. Do you get confused which day of the week it is? Because every day you're having such fun doing what you love to do. And if you feel afraid to go toward it, like I mentioned, I was afraid to book people. Because I always had a co host. But when I started going back to my own show, I was like, oh boy, can I do it by myself? Yeah, I can. But just that barrier of pushing through, finishing the first book you want to write. Yeah. You know, whatever it is you might want to do, if you're getting that, like a nudge from behind you, come on, go make the call, make the call. That's your soul, literally your soul saying, you're going to live this life out at some point. Why don't you start now and have some fun?
0: Yeah. Because when you're in that state of flow, those decisions come very easily and it's not, you don't have that confusion. You're, you're not struggling because you're just going with your gut majority of the time from this instinct to this instinct from moment to moment.
1: You know, and that's true, so play with it. Sometimes we have to call the herd, meaning the people we hang out at work with, do they uplift you? Or is there an edge about the interaction? Everybody can be well-meaning, but that doesn't mean everybody is going to be supporting the energy that you're trying to create. So There are some people that I just need to keep them in the acquaintance realm. Hmm. Some very few people know my soul intentions. And then conversely, if you're not sure what to do, where to go, whatever, truly ask a person from a non-emotional place, what do you see about me? What do you see as my potential? And it's not to boost your ego, but it might make you feel good. But it's going to be so clear. Somebody's going to say, oh, I've been waiting for you to do blah, blah, blah forever. Yeah. And you're going to go, what? Ask Kelly Pelker about go with your gut and me. She's been around me since 2003, pushing me to do this. Cool. So I say, oh, Kelly, I'm confused. What should I do? She just looks at me and, like, walks away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to ask her about that. (laughs) Yes. She just looks at me and walks away. Uh... So other people will see us. And recognize that we each have our own signature vocabulary. We say the same words over and over and over. And we have our signature response to people. So if I ask Kelly a question, She'll answer and I'll go, I knew you were going to say that. Because we're trained to repeat ourselves. Mm -hmm. So get to know your signature vocabulary. What do I always say? Somebody told me once, you always say, check this when I want to tell them about something. I don't know. It's a Minnesota thing or whatever. (laughs) Go check this, like check this out. Yeah. And I've never heard myself say it.
0: I've heard people say, that's it. After everything that they say, and it's like, oh, do you know that you say this? Yeah. Yeah. So we have our own
1: vocabulary that can kind of hinder us. So raising that self-awareness. So go to a trusted friend and say, what do you see in my potential? Because once you identify your someday vision, and it doesn't have to be, I'm going to be on the radio every Thursday at this time. It's just. I see a mic in my future. I'm gonna be on the radio. I know I'm gonna be on air. I know I'm gonna publish a book. I know I'm gonna to speak to crowds. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. In all areas of your life. Like I never, I just knew I was going to be a mom. It was not a mental process. The gut is not a mental process. I just knew I was gonna be a mom. So once we can accept that knowingness, Mm -hmm. in all areas of our lives, then
0: it's so powerful. So powerful. powerful. (laughs) (laughs) You've shared so many nuggets. If you can just um, give us three things you want the listeners and audience to walk away with when they think of, and I, I really do, it's a quick, easy read, but it will really get you thinking about the decisions you're making. So I'd love for you to just give us three things, um, just kind of like a summary or main points that you want people to remember about this book and your calling to serve.
1: Okay. Um, Repetition for emphasis. Don't believe everything you think. Don't follow your heart. Confusion is a good thing because you know the answer. You just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Go with your gut, speaks in five words or less as the statement. The sixth word, 90 plus percent of the time, will be because. Mm -hmm. So if you hear yourself, go to the bank now because your ego just came in to give it a
0: reason. Just get rid of the word because. So if you hear the because, do you still trust it because ego popped in or does it? need to be that five words or less just stick to the
1: statement don't stick to the reason just stick to the statement because
0: the because is going to try and derail the statement okay so even if you feel hear that because pop up you still listen to the first part never mind anything that came after because
1: yeah because the ego after a while the ego will stop doing that but the ego mm-hmm. needs a reason. The ego needs a reason to feel safe when you told it to go to the bank. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a really, after a while, you'll start, oh, I have to go to the bank. Why? Because I just have to go to the bank. Now. And you'll feel compulsion. You'll feel like, I got, I've i gotta go do this now. Yeah. So once you get trusting your gut, it truly is your GPS. It truly tells you, like sometimes in the morning, take your shower now. I don't want to. I want to go downstairs and get my cup of coffee. I don't want to jump in the shower right that minute. Well, what do I do? I take the shower now. It's those subtle, silly, stupid things. But then the next hour, maybe... I got into some negotiations, and I would have been running late to get on the Zoom with you. Mm-hmm. But I did what I was told, and it's makes life easier. Truly, makes life
0: so much easier. You don't have to think up your life; you just follow it. Yeah, and trust it, and yep. know that everything's working out as it should. Yes, true. So what is one book that has had the greatest impact on you?
1: This is going to, the first one that popped in my, popped up, and it's going to sound maybe silly. When I was probably in sixth or seventh grade, my dad gave me a copy of See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar.
0: Cool.
1: And I still have it. I think it impacted me because back in that day, Zig was probably one of the only motivational type speakers, who had a Christian delivery, Mm -hmm. if you will, you know, trust, shoot for that someday vision, identify it and go for it. I didn't know that at the time. Um, But I think that helped set me on a positive mindset in life. Anything is possible,
0: which is important. Absolutely. I think... People need to see the possibilities that the opportunities are around them. It's just when we get caught up in ego and our own head about thinking about everything, we, we lose sight of them because we start believing what we're thinking that we're not enough. We don't have this skill set. We shouldn't apply for that job. Don't ask that guy out on the date or vice versa. So I think people talk themselves out of their possibility.
1: Yeah, I, once you start trusting your gut, possibility is more believable than, it's just more believable. Possibility is believable. This is possible. And it's funny because I start and do things and people are like, one phrase is like, you have the most interesting life. Like you just say you're going to do something. Well, it's part of my someday plan." Like I'm not going to sell real estate forever, but it's part of my plan Mm. for my someday vision. So I think suggestion, push out there your someday vision, make it big and bold because it's possible. If you have it in you, in your imagination and you feel a connection to it, It's possible. Now, I am not going to be a professional golfer, but I love to golf. So I like to golf a couple days a week. And that feels, it does something for me inside, fuels me. It's a connection. But being a professional golfer is not in my someday vision. Mm. Playing golf is in my someday vision. So, I'm not saying that you can do anything you wanna do to a high degree, but use that kind of as a, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, I can sing at church, but I'm not gonna be a recording artist. Because there's so much, so many aspects of who we are are unlived. So many aspects of our potential, we don't dabble in. And it, it lifts, it's like the tide lifts all the boats. So me playing golf adds to other aspects of my life and conversations and relationships
0: and connections. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to be a professional golfer, but I do like to golf too. I <laughs> oh, to come back down here. I do. I do. <laughs> so what does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? Um, it is the
1: only way to live. One of the tags of my show is cultivate a rich interior. And I came up with that. I've suffered a lot of loss. A lot of people have passed away in my life over the decades, a lot. And when that happened and stress happens or financial fear happens, or whatever takes place, if we don't have somewhere to go inside we won't be able to cope very well. So cultivating a rich interior stemmed from this, trusting myself. How many times in my lifetime did I get persuaded to do something because someone else wanted me to do it and I caved? Or someone gave me advice And I was in a vulnerable, fearful, emotional place. And I went against my gut and regretted it because I listened to them, their wisdom over mine. Yeah. No one can give you wiser advice than yourself. I think that's Cicero. Uh, If you go back, oh, right on that same section, Ralph Waldo Emerson's essay, Cultivate a rich interior so you have some place to go when life hits you sideways. And it does Mm. We get scared for our children. Where where do you go? You can't stay in that fear. You got to say, it's going to be okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go to my mantra, my rosary. I'm developing resilience. I'm developing uh, an inner strength that gives me confidence that it's going to be okay. So on page two, Ralph Waldo Emerson's essay on self-reliance. Else tomorrow, a stranger will say with masterly good sense, precisely what we have thought and felt all the time. And we shall be forced to take with shame our own opinion from another. Mm. We know. Stop thinking. Start getting into knowingness. You know what is best for you and if you stick to that and somebody's trying to pressure you take that gig go travel and do that gig and you know something tells me no stick to it now i just say to people something tells me not to do that and nobody will play with that try it out on other people tell me how many times someone's going to argue with you. They never do. They just go, oh, okay. They don't even know why they're saying, oh, okay. They just trust it. I'm going to have to test that. <laughs> it's so funny. I'll just say something tells me. Yeah. Well, well what do you mean? I don't know. It's something tells me inside not to do that. It's, it's the coolest thing ever because that will give you so much power and strength Not to be persuaded, cajoled, convinced, shamed into doing something that you know is not part of your soul mission. And it could be something simple. Hey, go to the store and pick up blah, blah, blah. And we don't need to know why we're not supposed to be on the road at that time. We don't need to know. It's none of our business, really just stick to the breadcrumbs of your soul expressing bigger than your ego could ever manifest. Yeah. So that's your get out of trouble card. Something tells me. Yeah. Cause no one wants to ever say, Oh, I knew it. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Cause with it comes regret when you didn't go with it. And consequence and sometimes financial decisions when you go to a seminar and they're doing a pitch from the stage and it's a lot of money but the promises seem so glorious and then you get this funny like stress fight should i and your gut's like take a breath walk out of the room but you bought it anyway you committed you lost 15 grand whatever it might be when your gut said walk out of the room Walk out of the room. Do you get what I'm saying? It's it's all right there, right in front of us, right within us, right this second.
0: Yeah, it's all about trusting it and knowing, yeah. having that inner knowing. I think, like you said, you know, we don't want to hear like when all the hype is around us. For example, that when your gut's saying no, it's okay. This is this one's not for you. There's a different opportunity waiting for you, and you're like, well, I don't want to miss out, right? That you get caught in the heart and a little bit of the head. Well, this is all the reasons I could use it. And your gut's like, no, this isn't the right opportunity. And trusting,
1: change your state. When we're in that space of FOMO, I don't want to miss out, fear of missing out, step out of the room. Just change your environment so that you can hear your gut and you can get away from the. Energetic ego projection that's going on in the room. Some people in that room, it's the perfect product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to trust yourself and get used to feeling that gut knowingness because it does have a personality, just like our ego. Some people know your language. Are you primarily an ego defaulter? or an emotion-based default decision-maker. I'm more ego. Okay, if I do this, it's going to do this, and it's going to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I have an editor, big guy, big teddy bear of a guy. His default decision-making came from his emotions, hands down. He admitted it. He goes, I make decisions from an emotional place. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't like conflict. I don't like conversations that are awkward. So I will emotionally decide to sabotage myself just to avoid that. Ego for us type A's, we think we're smarter than our soul. So I've got this, I can do this, you know, and we make decisions from our ego. So if you know you're an ego default decision maker, go into a decision. Am I already asking questions, speaking in sentences, justifying, manipulating, all these things? Do I have an attachment to the outcome? Do I have an agenda? Right there in the decision that's facing you, you're at risk, huge risk. So just knowing that, the heart's going to go with whatever you want to do, yeah. if whichever is the stronger. If the gut is stronger, the heart's going to go, I'm getting in the convertible and trusting this guy. Yeah. So emotions, I kind of think of me being an emotional decision maker as you're kind of being a quitter. When you're an ego decision maker, you're a fighter. Now, both of them are not trusting the gut. The gut is the truth. Your gut instinct, your soul is your truth. Know your truth. Put it in pictures. Pull them out of a magazine. Be surprised at what you cut out and how you lay it on the page. That's me. That feels like me. And even if you pick a picture, and you're like, yeah, maybe no. Only pull the real ones. Only pull the potent. Yes, I stand by that picture. I like that house. I like it. John. What was it Abramson, Whatever. One of the guys. He said he literally pulled out of a magazine picture of his house. He bought a house. Pulled out his vision board that was the literal house your soul will guide you to your vision board of dreams so it has to make the cut hundred percent can't make the cut by 95 even
0: that's why when you hear people say when they make decisions it's a hell yeah or a hell no but you have to feel it emotionally is is this the right thing for me and you will know that inner knowing and i really want to thank you, Mary. This has been such a fabulous interview. The nuggets you've shared to really get people to start taking action by listening. So you can take this as a tangible thing that you can do. You know, people often think that, you know, when we have discussions or that it's not a tangible thing but when you put it into practice and see the results that you're getting or the consequences depending on who you're listening to you know right. whether you're listening to your head your heart or your gut that there are tangible results that are outcome but we need yeah. to really trust the process trust our efforts trust that inner knowingness and then release from the results and outcome because often it's much better than we anticipated because we didn't come around a place of ego requiring control. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So Mary, how can everybody stay in touch with you or do some work with you? Okay.
1: So if you go to go with your gut.net, you, you sign up for the newsletter, you can download a free copy of my book, Woo-hoo. my ebook. Woo-hoo. Um, You can email me, Mary, at marygoulet.net, G-O-U-L-E-T, and check out my podcast and radio show. I'm on the radio every Thursday at WS Radio.
0: Fabulous. Thank you so much, Mary. And to our listeners and our viewers, thank you for joining us here on the Millionaire Woman Show, where we give you tangible insights. Things that you can put into action so that you can create that richness in your life. I'd love for you to also go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com where you will get your mini course of making habits stick. It's a three part mini course um, with assignments and three videos to really help you build in routines that are going to help you stay consistent and focused on your end goals. Also, go over to the Millionaire Woman Show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Rate, review, give us a five-star high five. Send us some feedback or even some guests that you'd like to see on the show. We always like to receive those as well. As Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And on behalf of Mary and myself, go out and have a fabulous day.